So it was time for a spring game Friday night lights. We had Miami taking on each other a little action there for the spring game. We'll talk about the expectations for Miami this season. Like is a bowl game essential necessary for Mario Cristobal and company to get that vote of confidence from Canes fans, as well as who are their matchups for 2023 that could give them a little tizzy, but more importantly than that, that they could take down. We'll talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC. At times, Locked On Wolfpack at others. Thanks so much for joining us today and each and every day, wherever you listen to podcasts. We always appreciate your time and energy. We appreciate the 1,000-plus subs. We're ready for 2,000. Just help us out as quickly as you can by sharing our content, whether you listen to it audio style or on YouTube, we're rocked and loaded and ready to go. Today's episode is brought to you by our fans at FanDuel. Make sure that you lock in with FanDuel, the official sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kenton, Miami, Friday Night Lights. How are we feeling? What's the vibe today? You know, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. We got off to a little bit of a late start. A lot like Love is Blind, but don't worry. Your two hosts here will be a lot better than the Lachey's. We promise. Listen, we guarantee it. We're going to have a lot of Love is Blind references on today's show. It feels like the rela- struggle of a relationship, it seems to be, because you always think this person's potential is, you know, great, right? You mm. think this person is back to their normal ways and they're good mm. and they're the person of old. And then sometimes they ultimately always disappoint you. We'll talk about Miami Hurricanes, who had their spring game this past Friday night. A lot of expectations for the Canes going into this season. Last year, they were 5-7, and 3-5 and five in the conference for their division. We all know there are no more divisions. If you don't know, now you know. But spring games essentially don't tell us much, in my opinion. All it does is share. You might see a couple of little plays. Don't open up the playbook too much. But the expectations for Miami seem to be very high, I would say. Not that they're ever not high, but for this year especially, like it's almost like where is the proof in that pudding of switching some things, changing some culture, that for Mario Cristobal. But before we jump into Miami fully, spring game conversation, what would you expect out of a spring game watching Tyler Van Dyke and company and just generic kind of overviews of spring games, Kenton? I mean, the spring games are generally very vanilla. Offense, defenses, everything is real base, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing too tricky, nothing too exciting, just real run-of-the-mill stuff. And all you want to see is that players are executing well, they're taking a business-like mindset of being there, but also because everything is base and vanilla, it's not really, you're not really going to out-scheme anybody. So what is going to happen is you're going to see who the special athletes are at times. You're going to see somebody do something where you're like, Ooh, that was just a curl route. I don't know how he took it 80 yards, but hey, I, more power to him, you know, and, and that's those are the types of things that you look for in spring games, which, of course, you know, there will always be some guys who perform well in the spring game who don't do as well in the fall and vice versa. There will be guys who struggle a little bit in the spring game to do great in the fall. But at the end of the day, what you're looking for 
is for again the players to take a workmanlike attitude. And I'll say this: it's about a 50-50. So I don't want to say that the split is crazy in terms of like players who perform well in the spring game are always going to perform well in the fall, or they're always going to be trash in the fall. I don't want to say that, but what I do want to say is sometimes the spring game puts you on notice for like, oh, there's a star in the making coming out here. And and you know, ACC nation, be warned, that's a bad man. Yeah, I would definitely say that two stars right out the gate to say maybe it might be some bad men is this one-two punch of Tyler Van Dyke and Xavier Restrepo, both dealing with injuries last season, Tyler with his shoulder. And, of course, Restrepo just had a lot of bunch of different things going on. But he was making catches out there, diving and doing the damn thing. And they are also friends and roommates. And Tyler Van Dyke, of course, being that one-two punch. We've seen a lot of good one-two punches out of the ACC in past seasons. And I think this could be a good sign for the Canes if both of them can stay healthy this season. I mean, yeah, the key for both of those two is health. Like, neither one of them is it a, a quest about ability that that is going to get it done, right? They were flinging that ball all over the yard in terms of deep balls were flying in this spring game. And Tyler Van Dyke looked accurate. Restrepo ended up under a good amount of This is a, an offense that, I mean, it's like you said, it's about can they stay healthy because it's not about the talent. If they're on the field together at the same time, we know that they can do something special. But the question is, are they going to be on the field together a lot? That's, you know, and we've seen recently in the ACC, counting on quarterback health ain't always a, a, a great bet. I'm looking at you, Devin Leary, looking at you, Phil Dracovic, looking at y'all. Brendan Armstrong. We Brendan Armstrong. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mighty lot. Uh, Malik Cunningham, uh, uh, the quarterback from Georgia Tech last year. The list goes on and on, but the reality is simple. It's about these two staying healthy because when they're healthy, when they're healthy, they're going to be rolling. And so that's that's the reality. Yeah, and I think Miami's offense has certainly been under scrutiny. They have a new offense coordinator, things like that. They've conversations around Mario Cristobal and his development of quarterbacks and can he actually do a lot of people have very little to no faith in him but I think at this point you have a great quarterback who's willing to learn and listen and play under you and develop especially in an age where everyone is leaving at the first sign of a little bit of um, adversity so it's nice to see Tyler Van Dyke stick that thing stick beside it I know they had a couple couple quarterbacks at one point but glad to see them stick beside it and Tyler Van Dyke is, you know, pin for a really good season on defensive side, right? We saw you know, um, Ruben Bain Jr., who is a defensive lineman coming out of Miami Central High School. We have a new defensive lineman coach in Jason Taylor as he switched roles. So it's unique to see how Miami is trying to keep that home sort of front. I'm used to it at North Carolina, but in Miami especially, that always seems to be changing coaches and energies. Nice to keep that thing nice and grounded for the Canes. But defensively, I would like to see an uptick in energy tempo for them this season, regular season. You know, when you look at Miami, when you talk about the team that they are and what their goal is and what they want to do, right, in terms of swimming to the top of the division and, and being – or not the division, but the conference because there are no more divisions. And, and being a team – going from a team that struggled in the Coastal last year to being on top of the ACC altogether this year. Guys like Ruben Bain are going to have to show up and perform big time. They're going to have to show up and be dominant because at the end of the day, how else are you going to get to where you want to go if you haven't had time for players to develop over long periods of time? You need players to have breakout seasons. You need your 
newcomers and, you know, newcomers who are not new to college football necessarily, but new to the program in Francisco Malagoa. He's he was balling out there. He Come was all over the field. Come he on, was pronunciation. All, I'm trying. I'm trying. I apologize to, to Francisco's like family if I no, got that was good. Wrong. That was good. But with that being said, you're going to need players like that to show up and not just again. The spring game is good, but they also have to do this in the fall if it's gonna mean anything. Because this Miami team is not one that you're looking at and saying, "Hey, there are a ton of returners who have a ton of production." that we're expecting that all these guys are going to take the next step in Mario's system. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really going to be the case. So some of these newcomers, like you said, the Ruben Baines, the Maui Goas, they've got to show up big time. Yeah, 100%. So I think the overall Miami has a lot of expectations before them. But, you know, we, before we jump into what their schedule is and rounding out this conversation, is it rightfully so that we have these expectations of Miami at this point? Right. We've had Mario Cristobal in for a minute. It's gotten time to groove. We understand what college football is like right now, where you have to be good quick. You have to turn things around super, you know, exponentially fast and you have to make these changes. You have the horse in the stable. They just haven't been able to execute. How much grace are we extending to Mario this season? Well, first of all, I want to go back to the beginning of these expectations upon Mario. What expectations? What? I think I think that this is a seven to eight win team tops. Okay. I, I think if if they if everything goes right, every break falls their way. Every and again, this is everything goes right, everybody stays healthy. Nine nine wins about just about you think this could be a nine win team. Again, that's everything goes right. That's that you have a year <laughs> where every game that's close, y'all just find a way. To you know, uh, win all those close games, and whatnot. But that's everything goes perfectly. I see this as a seven-win team, just about seven, potentially eight-win team. I don't, I don't see too much beyond that um, for this team. So you don't have any expectations for Mario? I don't have the type of expectations that warrant the question: Is it fair for us to have these expectations? Like hmm. at the end of the day, if you think, hey, this team is going to be, you know, the U is back. Good mm-hmm. for you. Good for you. Um, I I would like to say back to what per se. I mean, national championship contenders. That's always the back to. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, they're not back <laughs> in. They're not. Mm-mm. Help us, Father. Help us, Lord. Get somebody right. else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they trying. Look, that's what transfer portal was for. While we're talking about football, we know that baseball is in full swing. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today by going to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs here. We're talking through Miami spring game happened on Friday night and we're trying to our best maybe not have expectations or not feel like it should be too much and seven to eight potentially nine win team for the Hurricanes. I think not having divisions is going to be an interesting situation for the Canes. Anyone really from the coastal, right? Because you don't have the gimmies. Before it was the Coastal, you could pop out any wins and you could honestly hype your own stuff up. But now that you're going to have to play a couple people, 
it's going to be different for you. Well, would you say that's a true statement or no? Oh, 100%. 100%. Things are going to hit different now that you don't have <laughs> certain teams around that like, oh, yeah, we can know we know that they're coming through and that's going to be an easy W. I mean, as much as people say like, well, the team's ebb and flow and Duke was good last year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Duke was good, but somebody out of the, the coastal mm-hmm. stepped into that spot. Virginia said, hey, we don't have a bottom feeder. Don't worry about it, friends. We'll take yeah. that role. We'll, 100%. we'll make the sacrifice, babes. Don't worry about it. We'll do it for you all. And we saw what happened. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't really think that it's a, a crazy thing to say, like, hey, the Coastal has been bad for quite some time. And what or why are we even pretending to be uh, surprised that, you know, teams are saying, hey, things will be rougher for you now that the Coastal is going. Like, come on. Yeah. 100%. Well, Miami starts off with a Spider-Man moment. They face Miami of Ohio at, on September 1st. Everyone's pointing at each other because who's the better Miami? Maybe. Could be a, be a more interesting game than people think, right? As much as I want to give Miami the nod of it's a gimme, it's a go-to, it's an easy dub, We I don't know what Miami I'm getting. And that could be great. That could be bad. So I'm excited to see first one out the game where everyone comes off spring game on a high. You think it's going to be such a great season. You see all these high flying plays. You go into summer camp, you come out of that really hungry, ready to hit somebody other than your you know, teammates and you go out swinging. Will Miami get it right against Miami of Ohio out the gate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that game will be particularly close. Um, I think Miami gets it done by a, a decent margin now, with that being said, I'm not going to lie to you and say I've looked deeply into Miami, Ohio's roster at the moment. I'm not going to lie to you and say I've, I've seen who they have returning, what they were last year. I'm I'm strictly being a casual right now in that take. <laughs> I'll admit that. But no I think I think Miami, I think that uh, the U should not have a problem with Miami of the O. Miami of the O was just in the Bahamas for the Bahamas Bowl. So they're, they're bowl game champions. So... That, I mean, hey, that helps. Well, and Miami didn't quite make it. So I'm just saying, if you're trying to gauge casual casualties. I'm, I mean, more power to them, but like, <laughs> it's the Mac, you know, and no disrespect to the Mac. No disrespect to the Mac. Mm-hmm. The Mac is in the group of five for a reason. Like, they're not Period. they're not necessarily playing the same caliber of players day in, day out that you would, even in the Coastal. Okay, Miami. Okay, okay, okay. But they're going to have to figure out ways to either not get too high or not settle too low if they do get upset because they got Texas A&M on September 9th, and I think this is going to be the gut check game for them as they propel through the season. I Already. This, I don't think this is a gut check game. I think this is a game they can't win. What? I think that's a game they can't win. I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's a 5-7 or seven Texas A&M team. They lost some guys to the league. That is a team that showed how dangerous they can be toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They beat the SEC West champs handily, might I add, in their last game of the season. Like, I don't know what Jimbo Fisher is doing. I don't know. Do any of us ever know? I don't. Uh, there's a lot of people that are saying if it wasn't for the guy who stole them crab legs, he would be known as a fraud forever. You know what I mean? Shout out J-Boo. But I, I don't think that this is a game that Miami can win. Just being honest. Well, you know, crazier things have happened. Should they Texas, be able to? Should they be able to upset? Is that a nod for you? Have to turn your head and maybe cock it, like, huh? Okay, Miami. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because Texas A and M 
does this really, really stupid thing of playing up and down to their opponents, right? Like, this is a Texas A&M team that lost to App State by three points last year, mm-hmm. but also only lost to Bama by four and beat LSU by two touchdowns. App State is not 18 points better than LSU, but that goes to show you how Texas A&M does it in that you don't know which version of them you're going to get from week to week. A lot can be said that about Miami. A little more inconsistent, of course, than the Aggies, but, you know, a lot mm-hmm. could be said about two inconsistent teams going into a toss-up coin flip of who's going to win that one. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. But I just think that Texas A&M, because of that ability to play up to good teams, I'm not sure that, you know, just Miami by the brand name, people are always going to give them one of the better shots that they got in the, in the chamber. And I think Texas A&M is going to pull that one out. Love to see it. We got two gimmies, I personally think, Bethune-Cookman on September 14th and then Temple at Temple on September 23rd. Is that is that fair to say? Can we? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Shout out to Cash Tech graduate Jackson Pruitt starting up there at Temple. More power to you. Hope you have a great game. But, yeah, that, that game ain't going to go well for you, brother. The Isles are not going to come out win, winners of that one. And then Miami gets a nice little bye week and off to ACC play where their first matchup will be against Georgia Tech, a team that, of course, is returning their newly signed coach. But a lot of questions and looming. We'll talk about them later on this week for the Yellow Jackets. But they're a former coastal opponent. It's not a gimme for either side. I, I kind of give Miami the nod here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I give Miami a handy nod here, a handily They'll they'll take care of this game. I don't think that this would be a game where uh, Miami fans should be sweating. And if they are, then a, a man by the name of Mario should be sweating. Um, because <laughs> I'm just hey, hey, listen, I'm just I'm telling you. Listen, I feel it. I feel it. I I agree. I think there's another game that they need to be sweating right after this one. Go I know ahead. the Hard Rock Stadium is is a little it's a trip away from campus and uh good buddy. Uh, they might not let you on the bus back. <laughs> they might not let you on the bus back if that one goes wrong for you. So, you know, be completely honest there. I hear you. So that's four wins we got right now for Miami. They're right. going to North Carolina on October 14th. And to me, North Carolina has had Miami's number these past couple three seasons. Mm-hmm. And Mac Brown, for all good and bad, whatever you think about him, he's had Miami's number for the past. The same way Florida State has had Mac's number. <laughs> North Carolina has had Miami's number these past couple of seasons. Like that revenge game feels very luminant, prominent for the Hurricanes. And they got to get this one. Oh, absolutely. Tyler Van Dyke versus Drake May, I think, is going to be a very high flying bet the over title matchup. Absolutely. And and then the question becomes very simply well, uh, who's going to make that play at the end? And this is why I said there's going to be, if they win all the games and all the things roll their way, they can get up to nine, ten, but I don't think they walk out of Chapel Hill with a win. As much as it pains me to say, I think that Drake May has just enough to get them over the hump. But, but I, I reserve the right to say that if if North Carolina looks like complete and other hot dog water, day old hot dog water out the gates, I feel comfortable switching my. I reserve the right to switch that pick to Miami. I mean, it's April. We're absolutely going to switch our minds and probably convince ourselves otherwise. I'm thinking about who's going to be 
up against Restrepo. We talk about Carolina secondary because right. everyone everyone transferred. So I, I might give the nod to Miami on this one. But, you know, Drake May is that guy. So definitely holding out hope. So we'll give the nod to North Carolina here. And then October 21st, we have Miami facing off against Clemson. Not much needs to be said. An upset could happen. Don't see it this year. I think Club Nick and the boys get it done respectfully. I mean, you know, this is <laughs> this is a three-game stretch right here where I'm looking at Miami and I'm saying to myself, this is where probably the, the point in the season where we're going to find out the most about this Miami team. This, <laughs> These three games are, are where we're probably going to find out the most because North Carolina – that's a game that should be close. We'll see how it plays. Clemson, that's a game where if you got some pride about yourself, you will keep it close. You'll you'll do what you need and be in the game late, potentially with the opportunity to win it. 100%. 100%. But that's that's a tall order. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure that Clemson's national dominance will continue, but dominance of the ACC eh, ain't exactly the same magnitude of an ask. Per se. 100%. 100%. October 28th, the faceoff against Virginia. I feel like that's a good dub for Miami potentially. And and this is and this is why I say these games are going to teach us a lot. Because yeah. Virginia, I think they're going to be terrible next year. However, we have seen for Miami that tendency to find a terrible team and make them look great for a day. Yeah. yeah. And if they can <laughs> avoid that here, if they can avoid that here, we will see that this is a different Miami team than the ones we've seen uh, under Manny Diaz. Like, this is a, a, a different, much different team. If you come out of October with two out of four, I think you're putting yourself in good position for these next final four. But you're mm-hmm. gonna have you're gonna have to beat Georgia Tech, maybe upset North Carolina, figure out how to just survive with Clemson and beat Virginia for sure. Going into yeah. November, they'll face off in Raleigh against NC State, and then following that, they'll be Florida State, Louisville and Boston College at the end. But let's talk about this NC State one here. Going to Raleigh is always tough. However, Miami has had NC State's number a couple times uh, in recent years. Um, you know what they say. It's it's not about the uh, fighters don't make fights. Styles do. And I think that the styles here is what will put Miami in trouble. And I'm not just saying that as a, a guy who played for NC State football. One of NC State's strengths in this next season is going to be that secondary. Mm-hmm. That group is, I mean, I came out of the spring game saying, I teams are going to struggle to throw the ball. This mm-hmm. is not going to be an easy task. With that being said, if Miami cannot effectively run the ball, which against um, against Tony Gibson's three three five, a lot of teams have had a very tough time doing so. Mm, I would say, though. Day, yeah, I would say, though, this was Tyler Van Dyke's coming out party. This game, I remember his first game where he had backup. I, this was Tyler Van Dyke's I'm him moment. But that's the other part of it. Not only yeah. was it his I'm him moment, but he also was talking talk, talking that talk before the game. It was. And NC State, and NC State's defensive backs let him off the hook at <laughs> multiple points. <laughs> multiple points. Devin they Carter, did not take it personal. Devin Carter let him off the hook at the end of the game. Dropping a pass that hit him right in the numbers. No defender within five, ten yards. Just a little case of the whoops-a-daisies. Um, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, 
Yeah. This is one of those games that if, if NC State is who they say they want to be going forward, they need to have a – and I took that personal moment. The defensive backs need to have a – and I took that personal moment. Returning yeah. a lot of talent, one of the best incoming classes of defensive backs we've ever seen. I I think this one is close. I think this is one of those ones that's a push for Miami, one of the ones that determine whether or not they get to nine because this is a – it could go either way. But I think NC State takes it. Let's talk about Florida State here. We all know what Florida State matchup is for Miami. It's to throw out the record book. Sometimes it's a very high. Sometimes it's a very low. Right. Either way it goes, yeah. you know, you're coming for, for blood. You want to get the dub and very much all in, all energy high and emotions high. Talk about a Florida State team who's looking to be in the national conversation this season. Miami not may not be their story, but – what a story to upset a team that is in national conversations implications so late in the season to where you could blow their chances of being in the top four for college football playoff conversations. Now, and I know that y'all are probably getting tired of me saying this, but this is another prove game for Miami. And for this reason, I think that this Florida State team, I don't think they're as good as that end of the season last year implied. I don't. I honestly and truly do not. You want people to jump us, huh? You just, you just, you really enjoy hey, listen, that. We're going to get jumped either way, okay? <laughs> people are going to see us and they're going to tell us we're dumb and don't know anything anyway. Okay? Y'all just so wait. Y'all just wait. Okay. Listen, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Again, I when I look at what Miami, when I look at what Florida State did at the end of last year, yeah, they beat, they beat the piss out of teams that were already down on their knuckles for the most part. Like, I, I'm sorry, beating the Georgia Tech team that was quarterback gone, coach gone. I'm not really going to give you a ton of credit for that. Beating Miami team. Now, the way they beat Miami last year was wicked. 45 <laughs> to three is wicked. I ain't going to lie to you. But with that being said, with that being yeah. said, that was a team that, I mean, so they you're were saying depleted. the Seminoles are fraudulent? I'm not saying they're frauds. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you can't name me one team that they beat at the end of last season that you would say like, hey, they had that team had positive momentum at the end of last season. Like, oh, even if you take away the Florida State game, they had positive momentum. Who? So my so Miami's gonna pull this upset off. Call it now. Listen. Call I it think, now. We, we, we gonna check. We gonna change it again. But call after, it. We call it in April. What would you say in April? After after a forty two point loss last year. I'm not saying Miami wins it. It's much closer than that. And actually, if I got to call it in April, I get Miami this one. Okay. Okay. Talk about Louisville at home, senior day, all the things. The Louisville Cardinals, new coach, new vibes, new energy. Kind of a toss up about who they'll be as a program, but sort of kind of a toss up about who Miami is right now because they're trying to just have everybody healthy. What's your thoughts towards this one? This is a must win for Miami. They must win. They got to win this one. Got to win this one. And the reason I say it's a must win, because I'm not sure that they, I can't, I wouldn't bet my house on them winning this game, but it's a must win for this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the Cardinals aren't, haven't given anything for me to be like, oh yeah, my Louisville's got this, or even for Miami, Miami's got this, but I'm hoping from the games that we've listed out here, we'll see a positive change from the Canes. Last right. game will be at Boston College, kind of on a not kind of, on a Friday, Friday night, should they disrupt their senior night, do you think the Eagles get the dub for the Canes? 
Uh, I think I think that the uh, I think that the Canes take another close one. I think that this is going to be again a season for them where I have a feeling that they're going to play up to some really good teams, but they're going to play down to some really bad teams. And with that in mind, I could see that's why I say like I could see this team having a great season. I could see them having a ten win season. Everything goes perfect, and you do everything right, and you get all those little moments of ten win. But I can also see him having a six or seven win season where it's like, I mean, eh, you got over the hump. You did what you needed to do to get into a bowl game. Congratulations on going to El Paso. Like, cool. No disrespect to the city of El Paso. So we got nine nine wins based on conversations today that we feel like are good. Again, that is if a lot of things go right. A lot of those wins that I said were close are pushes. Like, make that this is, very this is our These are our April conversations that Miami will get in nine wins. Our I, April conversation. I'm that. not even sure. I'm not even sure I'm saying nine. I think that we gave them a few too many. If I said they're going to be you close, can't they're going to take we that. We spent name. 30 minutes. Don't. Why are you reneging now? You don't, you don't want to be. Because that. again, Will, I don't Willie, think. Willie, Willie is coming for you. I just want you to know that. Willie, what's up? Willie is coming for you in these comments. I can't I, wait. Listen, and I'm okay with that. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think they win every close game that they're in. I, I just don't. I don't think I, that's the I, case. Okay, we spent a whole episode. I asked you. I asked you your thoughts, and I gave them. A, and I gave and them now a you ton just of close games. Do you are I, the space partner that got to get up off? I, I, I don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't, get off the table. don't question me on spades now. Don't question me on spades. You have don't, to get up off the table. Don't do that. Don't do that. Honestly, do that. we'll end the show on this. This is love is blind, right? You got all this hype. You made me believe that you're on the fence. We in this together. We get to the officer, and you renege. I, I'm not, listen, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. First of all, if this was Love is Blind and somebody said, hey, I'm a Miami team and I'm dedicated to getting nine wins next season. Get me out this pod. I don't trust her. I don't trust this woman. Get me out this pod now. Oh my God. No, I don't think it's the same, but hey, I like my analogy better. Either way it goes. We have a lot of positive thoughts in Miami, we'll say. Better than better than we did. Last season was like, yeah, I think they'll be better. I think they'll be better than they were last year. Yeah. I, I think there'll be a market improvement. Um, but with that being said, I'm not it's 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 a tough one for me to again. A lot of these games, you know, if you keep track of all of what I say here for all of these teams, there's gonna be a lot of teams that I say, Oh yeah, they could get a close win here. So sure, I'll give it to them because it's in April and like it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, realistically. Again, do I count on them winning four out of five close games that they have this year? Uh, no, no. All I right, don't. I'm writing it down. What's your final number? I think go? I think the final number. I, I got them at seven. I think they win seven. Seven. Cool. We're gonna make, keep the notes because we gotta keep receipts around you over here because we take bets. Absolutely. We all about the money over here. Absolutely. All right, guys. If you like any of today's show, please be sure to check it out. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On ACC at Candace Cooper at TGIF underscore Kenton. Anywhere you listen to our podcast on audio and especially on YouTube, please subscribe to that channel for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.